Hello, and welcome to episode 117 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have a review of the prologues and issue one of Secret Wars. Marvel Superhero Secret Wars, commonly known as Secret Wars, is a 12-issue limited series published by Marvel Comics in 1984 to April of 1985. The series was written by Jim Shooter with art by Mike Zeck and Bob Layton. There was also a toy line tie-in from Mattel. This is your spoiler alert for issue one of Secret Wars. So if you haven't read the comic, please pause the podcast and come back um, after you've read the comic. This is Matt, and I'm joined by Constructing Comics special guest, Joe Deggs. Joe, um, thanks for joining us on this review. Why don't you start us off with uh, some of your initial thoughts on Secret Wars, uh, these, these prologues and issue one, and then we'll take a deep dive into breaking them down. Well, I uh, appreciate you humoring me with this endeavor. We've been talking about it for a while. I guess during lockdown is a good time to go back uh, 36 years almost, May, May, May of 84. When yes, we, uh, it came out, we did give the spoiler alert. So if anybody is uh, thirty-six years behind in their uh, their reading, they they've been they've been forewarned. Also, Darth Vader's Luke's father. Very true. We, we, I forgot to give a Star Wars spoiler. <laughs> Just um, there's so a six yeah. there's a six year old uh, somewhere who hasn't seen Star Wars now that's like crying in his car as his dad drives down the road. Joe, you're you're a terrible person. Sorry, couldn't help myself. Um, so Secret Wars, right? How do you, I, you, know, you read it again, probably for me the first time I've read it in, you know, let's see, 36 years, probably 30 years. And, uh, you know, it, it, aged, uh, <laughs> it aged uniquely. Sentimental, yeah. sentimental cheese. I think, um, you, you know, I was a big, you know, you know, we have a friendship for a while and Although you're still very involved in the comic world, I think I was more involved in the mid '80s, so this is kind of my sweet spot. Um, and uh, reading it, kind of seeing how it is now, it's definitely kind of interesting. You and I were saying off the air how just the writing itself and the the format is very different from from modern comics, right? I guess we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, yeah, there's uh, this is definitely. Uh, that I, I don't think it's bronze age it's i think it's considered like copper age like marvel but this is definitely uh a a, a, a time capsule of mid to night mid to late 1980s uh i have to go back and look because i guess since the 80s i did kind of read the graphic the the graphic novel version of civil war mm-hmm. and then you got you got me on uh um avengers versus x-men was probably my most recent, I'd say, big big uh, Marvel comic event. But no, it was interesting. I uh, like I said, I enjoyed it. It was kind of took me back to the day to the days when I read most of these comics. So this event was uh, definitely a, a big deal when I was um, in eighty. Let's see now. I'm like twenty five. So in eighty four, I was. I mean, I don't know. I'm getting my math mixed up here. Um, but uh, no, about a ten-year-old in nineteen eighty-four. So you know, I really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So uh, I. No, go ahead. I was saying. So I guess the first thing would be, kind of the, the brief history that you know, kind of you talked about a little bit. It's on Wikipedia, and I think probably most most people in your world know how this came about, right? There was a a toy line out. They were so, someone approached Marvel. There was a DC had a toy line out, and He Man was crushing it. 
so they want to kind of capitalize on on that genre with, mm-hmm. with, so they actually said we have a toy line coming out you need a book yeah and uh so it was jim shooter i think probably at this time would have been the main the main force at at marvel so he uh he 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 helms the uh the writing duties here um so i guess i you know you know looking back at the history um probably it was like hey how can i get all of these characters all in the same spot to to do something um that's probably the germ of the idea that 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 brought him to to secret wars okay i do think like before this too and i'm not on my history there was another smaller event it was almost like a Fantasy football draft, where they uh, drafted the uh, they drafted some heroes, and they uh, had them fight against each other. But I don't remember that what that series was. I, I do think that was before that, before this one. Um, maybe for the next episode, I can do my research on that. So, yeah, so here we are. They had the the toys, and I don't even remember. But um, as someone who loved their action figures, the toys were horrendous. The toys are horrendous. Yeah, we're both we're both. Um... We're both working from comics. Yeah, so um, we're both working from the 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 trade with the Alex Ross cover, and it's got a picture of the some of the toys in the back. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and the uh, the Wolverine was like six foot three, and his claws uh, clipped on. They weren't they weren't actual claws. Um, and then the, uh, the second line of the toys were actually characters that weren't in the, the series. It was like, uh, Iceman and Baron Zemo. Uh, they come to mind originally, some other ones that <laughs> weren't even in the comic. So again, uh, we talk about, uh, the toy line, you know, I'm sure the word continuity will come up a lot. Mm-hmm. Just even that, that aspect of it was, uh, in hindsight, it's kind of interesting. I don't remember that when I. Got the toys. I got them all. You know, Magneto, Doctor Doom, Captain America. But uh, compared to the, the the toy line now for the Marvel characters, which are you know collectibles and great, they uh, you know left little to be desired. And I, I think if you read on too, the sales weren't that good either for the toys. All right, so let's uh, let's uh, let's look at uh, some of these uh, issues that came out a little bit before issue one. That sort of start getting some of the heroes uh to to the event uh the first one is uh amazing spider-man 251 um where it's sort of dropped into uh peter's spider sense going crazy right and i think um you know the all the heroes had to get to this giant alien capsule in in central park and uh which I guess wasn't that hard at the time for most of them more based in New York City, right? Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, uh, Avengers. So, um, but sure enough, uh, I think uh, they're wrapping up uh, some adventure for Spider-Man and then he was swinging through town and all of a sudden he had the, the spice sense was going off. Led him to the giant round alien capsule in the middle of Central Park. And what better to do when is just to sort of enter it without uh, without thinking it through? Just say, "Hey, I don't know what this thing is. It's, it looks strange. It's in the middle of Central Park. Uh, let's just uh, go inside and see what happens." I mean, if only he had some sense that would help him warn him of things that were dangerous. That you know, to maybe not do that at the time. Maybe he never would have went to the Secret Wars. 
That is, that is, that is very true. Uh, after that, we get a little bit of X Men One Eighty. Uh, we have uh, we have Chuck, Storm, Nightcrawler, and uh, Wolverine, and and somebody else in the in the back of the car. Uh, That's Peter think. Rasputin. Oh, it, it's Colossus. He's not. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, because there's a there's a uh, there's a Kitty Pride uh, Colossus breakup subplot going on here. Uh, so to give you real nerd history, if you want to know the truth, I can tell you this was led to the breakup. Um, spoiler alert. Uh, their relationship was somewhat rocky at the time, and there were some doubts due to age. I think there was a new mutant who uh, Colossus thought Kitty had feelings for, um, which she didn't, by the way, but that's neither here nor there. And then uh, what happens is he goes, he gets whooshed away to Secret Wars, and he thinks he falls in love with someone else. Uh-huh. Um so uh much like uh peter uh our our group of x-men here um charles has sort of been getting these signals from this uh alien wavelength for for a while now but uh being in new york and being so close um he uh i guess he's feeling the call of it a little bit more they uh they go to central park uh and much in the fashion of spider-man they decide to uh, to to walk into the to the opening, and they uh, they are whisked away. Yeah, you know, and Charles Xavier in 1984, he was a, uh, you know, he was semi-retired too. You know, I think, uh, you know, if, if they get a uh, mid-80s, they get a call that you know, you know, Blob and the Avalanche are uh, messing up downtown Brooklyn. You know, the, Charles Xavier stays at the old mansion. He said he sends everyone else to take care of that. So. Um, him being kind of an active participant was kind of new or maybe like a little bit of a throwback as far as the X-Men went. Yeah. And he's walk. Is, why is he walking here? Cause he's in the, he's in the chair and later in, 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 in issue one, he's, he's, he's <laughs> are you saying that Marvel did something, undid it and then did it again? I, I have, I have no idea. <laughs> So I think there was uh I think at the, uh this time he was able to um walk occasionally and he could cycle with his uh psychic abilities could block some of the the pain in his legs but then he would need to rest from time to time. That was So it was very he was. Which brings up a good point. The Beyonder was very thoughtful that when he when he uh zapped him to to Battle World he was like, you know, this guy's legs are going to get tired, his psychic abilities are going to wire out. So make sure I, I somehow bring the the wheelchair that he's that he needs uh with him. Right. And then, you know, we'll get to it too. When you think about the Beyonder and and uh this little capsule here in the middle of uh, Central Park, you know, I think one of the villains says, "Hey, I was in jail and all of a sudden I wound up here." <laughs> <laughs> so you you wonder if you know beyonder this maybe he had limited time couldn't get to everyone and you know he's like, well let me put this put this trap here in central park and i'll get who i can and i'll whisk away the rest who can't make it right yeah all right so uh another one of these quick hitters is uh iron man 181 uh but jim rhodes is our iron man here uh he's he's filling in for for tony who's who's off in california he too has uh, sort of come back into the uh, to the New York area conveniently. Uh, he gets a phone call um, that uh, some of their their equipment is on the fritz over there at Stark uh, Industries. So they asked uh, they asked Rhodey to uh, to to fly over there um, and check it out. 
so you know you're you're a comic expert and you actually uh, write comics now so um and then especially nowadays with uh the x-men movies the marvel movies dc different different versions of dc continuity right yeah um i i did read how there was you know when jim shooter kind of said i guess about six months in advance says hey listen the most most of my books you know whoever's the the, the book runner you got to have your characters in central park by uh <laughs> by your May issue to make this happen. And I wonder, you know, it's probably not the easiest thing when you have this many books, right? Like, what's your thoughts about that? Uh, yeah, that's, that's uh, you know, there, there probably had to be some organization because, like, the X-Men have just taken Kitty to the airport. Uh, Rhodey's flying back from uh, battling the, the Mandarin in, um, in Japan. Uh but why would Rhodey fly commercial if he's Iron Man? Why wouldn't he just sort of uh, fly back on his own? Listen, this is eighties. This is you know what what mark is this? Mark two, three? You know you don't know you don't know what kind of mileage you get on the a Mark two uh, uh, Iron Man suit back in the eighties. Yeah. So he checks it out. Um, I just want to. So on my reread of this, I uh, I was I was thinking about this page. Uh, Rhodey's flying over and he says, the static I'm picking up now makes the Mandarin's noise sound like a Dizzy Gillespie solo. So this book was written in 1984. I would have been nine years old. Yes. And this is, this is made for a kid. And these references are supposed to be topical. I would have had no idea who Dizzy Gillespie was at, at that point. So this now, is like. <laughs> fair enough. Fair. That's, a good, that's a good point. That's, that's, I, can't, I can't even, I can't have a snarky, snarky response to be like, we're both adults and we're doing this. But I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> that's so I'm going to tell you something shocking. Um, Rhodey walks into the, to the portal there and he's, he's, he's zapped away. He, uh, uh, much like our, our other Marvel heroes, he's, uh, he's, he just decides to throw caution to the wind and, and walk into this structure. There you go. He, uh, he followed suit. He followed suit. No All pun right. intended. So uh, after that, we have Hulk 294. Uh, this, is our, this is one of our, our versions of the smart Hulk, it appears. Uh, he's just sort of bouncing around, and he, he sees the object, and he decides to go check it out. Um, and, uh, and, and he also passes the Hulk statue. Which I, I mean, you know, again, I, I consider myself an expert on, especially mid '80s uh, Marvel comics, and uh, I didn't know there was a Hulk statue in the Central Park. Were you aware of that? No, I was not, and it apparently is in tribute to, to something that that he would have done. I would have figured, with as many times as the Hulk went on a rampage and destroyed stuff, uh, at other times they would have been like, you know, that one time he did the one, the one thing good. Let's let's build him a statue, and some somebody on the council would have been like, well, what about the other eight times he just sort of rampaged and knocked things down? Like they're like, no, this one time he was uh, he was our hero, so he gets a statue. I wonder if they. Uh... In the future, Hulk, when they banish him to another world, if the Illuminati took down that statue, what do you think? It'd be, you'd have to take it down because it's uh, it's it's made of antimadium, so it it, could, it can't be it can't be melted or anything like that. It's just sort of got to be put in storage. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So the Hulk uh, walks in, shockingly, zapped away. There he goes. 
So the next, uh, the next group is uh, three of our Fantastic Four. Uh, this takes place in the Thing number 10. This doesn't take part uh, in the in actual Fantastic Four issue. And I don't remember why, but for whatever reason, back in, the t- in this time frame, I did collect the Thing. I didn't read Fantastic Four. Um, and I, again, you might say why, and I don't really know. But I do remember that because the... Uh, little spoiler alert with the thing, but the thing actually might hang around secret world, the secret wars world when this is all said and done. But that's, again, that's, little spoiler alert. that's very true. So, uh, you know, Reed is a incredibly, uh, smart dude. He's, uh, he's got some concerns about this, this object that's, uh, shown up in the, in the middle of, uh, central park. Uh, they, they walk into it. Uh, they remark about sort of how the air is cleaner how it's more relaxing there. Um, but in a shocking turn of uh, events, they are zapped away. Uh, so that's three of our Fantastic Four uh, who have met a similar fate to our other uh, Marvel heroes here. Sure. Um, uh, we move on to Thor, the God yeah. of Thunder. Yeah, so Thor just uh he's been he's been off world. He's uh been doing some things, but he wants to check in with his pals at uh Avengers Avengers Mansion, conveniently gets him to New York from from off world. Uh he he meets some he meets some girls that uh want him to get a more modern look, uh maybe maybe a mohawk. He's uh he's not really he's not really feeling that, uh so he sort of politely tells them uh he's 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 not going for that look punk mid-80s punks alive and well look at that you know they got they got some mohawks with some piercings some, some mohawk some bangle bracelets looking good so uh we we don't really see why but uh from from the thor issue but uh as we as we go to avengers 242 the avengers are uh, on their way to to check out this structure as well um you know we have uh we have a, a interesting cast of avengers here um they are they they uh they see the structure they they move in close um some people have some concerns about it uh the, the vision is scanning it um but uh they they get they get a little too close and uh, this this appears to be after the marriage of uh, Hawkeye and, and Mockingbird. Uh, so uh, some some heroes are zapped away, um, leaving some heroes behind here. Joe, uh, what do you think about the, the the heroes that were left behind here? And I'm going to ask you. I, I, I'm pretty sure the guy in the red that's Star Fox. That, that is guy? that is correct. That uh, okay. I'm pretty sure that's Star Fox. So I mean, what do you think? Uh, given the the nature of the heroes that were sent and the idea and just, uh, you know, w- were these the B team, B team Avengers in, in, in the mid eighties? Um, well, yeah. I mean, Scarlet Witch and the vision would have been, would have been big characters, but you know, Mockingbird, uh, definitely on the B team. Yeah. Um, but they, they, they create, they create a, a lot of drama here with the fact that uh, the, the newlyweds are, are, are split up uh, Hawkeye, Hawkeye and Mockingbird, you know, they haven't really had a lot of time to enjoy their, their honeymoon. One, one is whisked away to, to, to battle world here. 
I don't know, Battleworld with with his ex girlfriend, right? Because the Hawkeye and the Wasp, they were, uh, um, they dated for a while. So I think I think Hawkeye's dated just about uh, just about everybody. So there's there's an ex girlfriend everywhere for for Hawkeye. Sure enough, fair enough. Um, so and and now that we're on that point, let me ask you this. So again, going back to 1984, the comics, right? It's not like Marvel stopped production on their other books um, while this was running. So right next, so they get whisked away in X Men 180 in May, right? And then yeah. 181 it comes out in June, and they're back. <laughs> so so it's like um, you know they made it. <laughs> they get they get they get out alive. But then there's another like another eleven months of 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 I guess simultaneous story going on or past story that they had to catch up to, which again mm-hmm. I imagine is somewhat convoluted and you know they want to have continuity, which I think they did, you know, a challenge to say the least, right? Yeah, we might have to we might have to check on that because Spider Man one fifty one was was the the pro the prologue story for for Spider Man, but Spider Man. 252 is the cover where he's in the black suit uh the the venom suit which he gets sure. which he gets in issue six here so did they just publish these for a year and everything went away or did did spider-man that amazing 252 comes out and he's he's in the black venom suit so i'm pretty sure we can we'll have to look at it and i think it's a great question that june that issue came out with him in the black suit I'm pretty sure that, that 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 they didn't stop any kind of uh, production of the uh, of the books. Um, so basically, the uh, the um, Colossus tells Kitty Pride, I think, in 183, that he, you know, he's he's icing her. She's out. He fell in love with someone else, and X Men fans have no idea who this person is um, until uh, he basically, like, almost 10 months later, when the Secret Wars book catches up to the uh the x-men books and i think i'm not even sure about that and i I think maybe we'll do a little deep dive on that if if we have a second episode of this yeah well we will um you know the the millions and millions of fans will be uh be be waiting for for the breakdown of of two um but like that that would be interesting because you know say that amazing 252 comes out a month after this this is going to be a couple months before he gets the black suit in like issue six, eight, I think maybe it's eight. Um, so they, they, if they don't sort of give you any of those details and amazing, it's another way to sort of build suspense for, for later issues of, of secret wars. So it'd be interesting to try to figure that out. Sure. And again, you know, to that point, I give him some credit because I do think, and we'll get to that later, that there's a lot of things that happen in these, um, in these books that definitely were around with Marvel even to today. Right. Mm-hmm. And then um, even like, so some of the movies, they tease, tease some of the stuff that happened in these, in these, uh, um, in this Marvel series in the MCU. Uh, so again, we're having fun. We'll get to that, but that, you know, those are some good points. Yeah. All right. So the last one that we get here, and this is one that we get like uh, maybe four or five pages of, we get a look at Sue Storm uh, from Fantastic Four 265. She's sort of been left behind because she is with, well, she's pregnant. So she's with child. So she's not, uh, 
she's not uh, called out onto the admission, but eventually due to sort of some, uh, due to some sensations or some, some not so great feelings, she, uh, she, uh, she makes her way to, to Central Park um, and she takes Alicia Masters with her um, who is, is blind um, and she's the, the girlfriend of Ben Grimm. She might actually be a fiance at this point. Um, but they, for, na- for now. Yeah. So they, they, they show up, um, but the structure before the Sue Storm and the sort of fantastic car that she's in can land, the structure disappears. She lands the car and she is met with the Avengers who have been um, not taken away. And they have a discussion about things that they've just seen. Um, but Joe, what, what I have, I have a question here about something, but I want you to talk a little bit about, uh, about what happens here. So kind of what you said, they, um, the fantastic four decided to use the thing book to, to, to how the three members got whisked away to the, War World, and then mm-hmm. the Fantastic Four book didn't even show that. They just kind of showed uh, Sue Storm kind of going and checking out the uh, checking out the scene. Be like, you know, she she gets there, and then for lack of a better term, the B the B team Avengers are still kind of hanging around. Um, and then she kind of has a little conversation with uh, with the Scarlet Witch, Mockingbird, and then the Vish. Yeah, so I have I have two questions here. Um, one, she just leaves Alicia Masters in the the car. And two, <laughs> she she she, she, running. she didn't know, she didn't know what was going on. She she flew into this sort of bad, dangerous situation. She was like, you know what? I should take the blind woman with me because if something pops off, she's really going to be an asset here in this in this battle. So, um, what do you think about the choice to to bring a to bring a blind woman into this to this situation? I mean, I guess at that point too, it's like really there's no other conversation or anything after that too. Like she throws her in the car, and then she sits in the car, and then nothing happens after that. So the other thing is this. Uh, so this looks like this is page sixteen of this Fantastic Four, uh, Fantastic Four two sixty five, uh, the second panel on page sixteen where. The, uh, the Scarlet Witch and uh, Sue Storm are sort of having this back and forth. Uh, Mockingbird just thinks to herself, the invisible girl, exclamation point. Like, is she not, uh, is she not up to date on the files of the, who the Fantastic Four are? She's, 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 she's shocked by, by this. I mean, doesn't Jarvis work for both companies, right? I mean, at this point, doesn't like Jarvis is like you know. It's, it's, listen, I do I do days, I do days at uh, the Baxter Building. I do nights nights at the Avengers Mansion. So you figure just a m- normal conversation. Mockingbird would know who it was. But she doesn't wear she doesn't wear a mask when she she goes out as you know a member of the Fantastic Four. She's not trying to hide her identity at all. So uh, Mockingbird's sort of 
it's, she's, she's not questioning it. She's, she's, she's thinking to herself excitingly. That's, that's the invisible girl, but it's, I, I don't know what that, what, why that's there. <laughs> Listen, we have some time. Everyone has more time on their hands. We'll do a deep dive and see what they were thinking. All right. Well, this is an open call for Jim Shooter to come on uh, episode two and tell us why he, why he put that there. I think on behalf of Matt, Jim Shooter always has an open invitation to come on whenever he wants. Very true. All right. So those were the, those were the last uh, of our, our issues leading up to this event. So that takes us into issue one. Uh, so uh, the, the the heroes that we saw whisked away um, in that uh, structure in Central Park is now gone. It's in space, uh, and that's where we start off on page one. So, Joe, what are your what are your thoughts about how uh, issue one of Secret Wars starts? So, I was going to ask you. I don't want to get to this now. Was you know we just kind of went through everyone that kind of got whisked away. Do we want to discuss that uh, who wasn't invited to the party, given the um, you know, the nature of just, this is supposed to be the A-team of the uh, Marvel, Marvel Universe. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the choices of who was, was not, uh, who was not brought here. So, I mean, you know, in no order, but I just think it's kind of interesting. Um, uh, uh, I think the, the Daredevil, you know, just much, much like, <laughs> much like Infinity War, <laughs> um, for whatever reason, I don't know if this is more, uh, internal politics but daredevil did not make the cut as one of the uh worthy wor- worthy combatants in this secret war and was he he's he's part of the toy line though is he part of the wave two i think he was wave two yeah um and again i, I he probably from an issue standpoint was probably the most popular at that time that, that didn't didn't make the cut of someone who had their own book now there were some you know uh there was a Rom was part of the uh, Marvel universe then, although I think shortly after this, they kind of phased them out. Mm-hmm. So there were some others, but as far as like, we'll get to the next two, but as far as someone who's an established Marvel hero who has their own book, um, Daredevil did not make the cut. Yeah. So next on your list is uh, Power Man and, and Iron Fist. They, they, they don't make it. Nope. Again, much... <laughs> And uh, I guess if you, you know, I, I by now it's kind of common knowledge that I guess they were going to be in Infinity Wars at one point. There was talk of that. And then they, they, the Russo brothers or the powers that be decided that it wasn't a good idea and they cut them out. But much like the Infinity War, um, <laughs> uh, live heroes, uh, the Power Man and Iron Fist didn't make the cut as far as, uh, as, far as the um, A-team for the, the Secret War. Yeah. Um, so uh, one of the people on your list that, that we don't that uh, was was here but didn't it showed up a little bit late was the Invisible Woman. Um, we sort of alluded to the fact that she was uh, she was she was pregnant. I'm guessing she's pregnant with Valeria here. Um, so maybe the the thought was that they didn't want. Uh, to have a pregnant woman uh, mixing it up on, on battle world and, and fighting, fighting it out. Fair enough. And then again, we can look into it, but we don't know what the, if, if the, the issues, the issues while Reed and the thing and even torture away, if she had her own adventures that they, that they, you know, 
that they they, they talked about um, for a couple of books without them being in there. I mean, that I don't know off the top of my head, but you know, they, they made a decision like not you know not to have her there. Um, yeah, so um, we, we have a larger list, but we'll, maybe we'll talk about that, uh, some of the other characters as we go through. Um, because um, some of these we we've seen I mean, we saw the vision we saw the scarlet witch um we we had we, we knew that the x-men were coming back uh, from dropping kitty pride off at the airport and she wasn't one of the the few that walked into the portal um but i do have that while we're talking about kitty pride uh the second page of of this uh is that Lockheed? Is he Lockheed's there? Why Lockheed is, made the cut? Lockheed made the cut. So okay, so that's that's strange. But um, so we get a couple of panels of the the heroes realizing, and they're in space. Then they're sort of inside the structure. There's a lot of people sort of pontificating on what the things are. Um, they they you know. They have some. They have some back and forth with each other. They. They. There's some sick burns dropped on e, on some some of the uh, the friends uh, and uh, you know people that they've they've met before. Um, and this is this is the title page where it says the war begins. Um, what do you what what do you like about this page, Joe? Um, I think. Any any time there's a uh, a double page, it's always made for effect. Back back in the mid '80 comic days, you know, you you, you kind of have your you kind of have your 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 A team characters. You have the list of characters that you're going to be following for the whole for the whole uh, the whole series here. Yeah, there's uh, there's you definitely sort of. I think you, like you said, you have sort of like your, 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 you know, your main guys, you have your Thors, your Ironmans and your Caps. Um, but then you have, uh, you know, you have your rogues uh, and not rogues as in, in bad guys. You have rogue from the X-Men, you have uh, Nightcrawler. Um, so there's, there's an interesting mix here. Um, from there, they sort of, talk a little bit more trying to figure out what's going on but a, another set of, of Marvel characters shows up uh, and these are some of the uh, the, the villains of the, of the Marvel Universe Joe uh, what do you think about the, the villains being whisked in here um, afterwards again I really wasn't you know even in hindsight I didn't think then um, and I think most of my books were built around the X-Men that could be a part of it Really don't like the villain choice that at all, and I think we can discuss that down the road. But um, I mean, I, listen, there's some good ones. I mean, Doc Ock, right? Yeah. You've got your Ultron, got your Doctor Doom. Um, I guess the Lizard and Kang are, are kind of well known. Um, I mean, Galactus is always. I mean, like Fantastic Four is always. You know, every other day they have a Galactus scare. But um, I just didn't like the you know the choice. I, I, Again, I, you know, talk about it now, talk about it later. I just, I felt as if they left a lot on the table as far as that went. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's interesting. Um, there's a, there's from here, there's a little bit of discussion about, uh, Magneto, uh, being with, with, with the heroes. Um, and he sort of, uh, tells them his, 
his uh, his thoughts on on being there. Uh, Charles always looking out for his buddy Eric. Sort of tells him to pipe down. Um, but then uh, another ship shows up, and that sort of gets everybody's attention. Galaxies are are blown up. Uh, Battle world is formed. Uh, villains are are arguing with each other here. Um, and the, and the story sort of moves on. Uh, but molecule, Joe, molecule man, kind of important. I'm sorry, I mean, cut no, no, no. There, he he, he definitely he definitely is important. He kind of you know he's hey I'm I'm reformed. I want no part of this. Although the the Beyonder thought he belonged with these um, this villainy scum. You know he kind of was saying hey uh, you know I, I'm I'm therapy. I don't do that kind of stuff anymore. Um, Doctor Doom's not having it. He calls him up and says you know. You kick ass for me, but anyways, um, little foreshadowing as far as that went with the with very, the bad guys. Very true. Um, Ultron decides that uh, he's he's had enough of it. Uh, classic Marvel style. They, you know, we we have a we have a bunch of villains fighting. Um, Ultron decides that uh, you know he's he's going to go toe to toe with the uh, with the with the the big dude Galactus. Galactus is having none of it. Um, he, he zaps him, uh, Ultron falls, um, and then, uh, you know, the, the villains are sort of, uh, taken aback by this. Uh, there's a, there's a streak of light in space. Um, and is this the, uh, this is the Beyonder sort of talking to these guys and, and sort of giving them the, 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 you know, a, a rundown. Um, so they, they, they get a little bit more information here. Um, so this, there's a lot of setup. This is the, the first issue of, uh, uh, 12 issues. So there's, you know, we have to be told what's going on or, or what to, to expect. So this is sort of the Beyonder speaking to us. Uh, Joe, what'd you think about the, the Beyonder telling everybody what's going on? I'm going to quote the Beyonder. In my Beyonder voice. All right, I'm ready. I am from beyond. Slay your enemies. And all you desire shall be yours. Nothing you dream of is impossible for me to accomplish. That was very good. Uh, you, have, you, have a, you have a career in uh, voice acting. I feel like the, the last... The last line um, is, is a meme on LinkedIn sometimes, <laughs> but I don't know. If, I don't know. If, I don't know if they quote the Beyonder when they when they do it. But I mean, we'll, get, we'll look into that later as well. Um, Matt, let me ask you a question. Now that we're talking about the name, the Beyonder, um, what do you think about the name, the Beyonder, as this this all powerful entity? Um, I'm not a big fan. I felt as if it was, you know, not that I have a better name. A little bit on the lazy side. What's your thoughts on it? Uh, I, I, I could see a little bit of both. I think it's, uh, you know, we, we don't see him in this, this first issue. So, uh, I guess maybe, you know, this is 1985, so there's going to be no previews. <laughs> you, you know, there's no, you, you, you're not going to, you're not going to know what this guy looks like. You might be a little disappointed when you see him, but, uh, you know, he's, he's at this point, he seems pretty menacing. Fair enough. Fair enough. So uh galactus is is having none of this he's he's out he uh 
he takes off. Doom decides he is uh, going to ride uh, Galactus's coattails out of there. Uh, they are they are flying out of there. Um, it appears that Galactus got out. Doom was not so lucky. He sort of hit a force field and uh, crashed. Sure. So what do you think about the fact that, uh, you know, you, you said the sort of the, the villains that were choosed weren't so great. Uh, two of the big guys tried to get out, like, right away. I mean, they went after the Beyonder. You know, they were, they, you know, Galactus was like, you know, you know in uh, Rest in Peace, Jerry Stiller, in his best Frank Costanza voice, he basically was like, you want a piece of me? <laughs> and he uh, just burst through the force field and went, went right towards that little gap in the sky towards the Beyonder. You know, you wanted, you wanted a piece of him right away. That, that's, that's what he was here to fight. He wanted some Beyonder. He t- say, Galactus doesn't mess around. Doom doesn't mess around, but Doom wasn't, Doom wasn't as quick. Uh, so the heroes Sui uh, see the object falling. Uh, it doesn't appear that they know that it's Doom, but they decide to go check it out. Um, and then they, uh, you know, they, Magneto is still sort of giving everybody guff as Magneto w- would, would do. Um, sure. We have a little bit of Avenger X-Men sort of tension here. Sure. Um, I mean, let's not forget Rogue either, right? And, the, you know, I, I feel as if, the, you know, uh, Rogue is the most welcome person in Avengers Mansion either, given her uh, past activities around this time frame. Yeah, yeah. Um, she uh she uh she actually probably isn't too welcome it, depending on where this is she's probably got some she's probably got some uh x-men that don't uh look too fondly on her either <laughs> i think you're right uh, when you say that it's pretty, so pretty uh, on her. uh hawkeye uh grabs uh cyclops uh and sort of uh they have some words uh wolverine not the biggest fan of, of Cyclops has a little bit of tension with Cyclops going back, uh, decides to, uh, to tell Hawkeye, uh, hands off Hawkeye. Cyclops is a jerk, but he's our jerk. So, uh, the X-Men are, uh, are sticking together here, um, through this, even if, even if they have some past tensions. Mini Xavier proud. That's what he would want. So uh, they're, they're still sort of trying to, to figure out what's going on. Um, Magneto, somebody, somebody pops off to Magneto. So he, uh, he, he, hurls, uh, he hurls a rock. I have to assume it's somewhat metal based here. Um, and then, sure. then iron. And then, and then and then and then uh magneto is out uh he's he's able to fly um you know wolverine wolverine questions it says he flies um and then the hulk conveniently gives us an explanation as to why uh magneto has the 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 ability to fly uh to fly so uh we're not we're not trying to figure it out on our own because the hulk explains it to us Sure, and I think, like, again, if you're a fan of the X-Men books, you know that he can do that with messing with the particles and everything else, but if you're like, hey, I just read Avengers, I didn't know you could do that, well, then you know, now you have a little text, you know, they're just kind of explaining some of the fine details. Yeah, so um, they, they have a discussion about who's the leader, um, 
Reed Reed can't do it. His head's not in the game. Uh, so it, uh, it, it looks like it, uh, it's going to fall to Steve Rogers, Captain America. Um, who I think at the time, I think Wasp, Wasp was the leader of the Avengers at the time, right? Yeah, she, I think she mentions that, uh, uh, Charles sort of gives, uh, gives Steve his, his vote of confidence to, 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 to lead up the forces here, uh. Wolverine not too happy that that a mutant wasn't uh wasn't picked uh sort of pipes off to 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 Charles um Thor says that he's going to to have he's gonna you know be with uh behind Steve um and that appears to uh you know turn the tide and uh Steve is sort of our unofficial leader here um what do you think about the fact that uh cap is uh leading this this team of heroes i think that uh probably the logical choice um i think even around that time he was uh right the first avenger um usually usually the uh although not always there the um avengers pretty much running leader for most of the series at least around my time frame in the mid 80s I think it makes. I think it makes sense. It also makes sense. Wolverine not liking it. Mid eighties Wolverine didn't like much. No, and as far as sort of, uh, if you think about it, uh, the best tactician would have been Steve, and the one that's truest of truest of heart would probably be be Steve as well. So if you think about it that way, logically, he probably is the best choice. Sure. So. Uh, we find out that Galactus and Doom fell. Um, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't make it to to the, the Beyonder. Uh, Doom survives it a little bit uh, better than than Galactus. Uh, Galactus is sort of down for the count. Um, he uh, he's unconscious, and I know this because uh, uh, Doom tells me that he's unconscious as as he walks away from him. Show don't tell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, Doom sees this uh, this fortress that's just appeared, um, and he he decides to he decides to go check it out. But uh, the 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 other villains are there. The other villains are already there. Um, so they have a little bit of back and forth with Doom. Um, Villains, villains are going to molecule man again. Yeah, again. Mo- molecule man just wants to sort of, you know, have that everyday grind of uh, home ownership and uh, the the American dream. And Doom, uh, Doom says, none of that, uh, none of that, molecule man. You you don't want that. Uh, you don't want that life. You you want the villain life. Yeah, you know, you don't got time to be messing with that. If no. you're not going to. If you don't get your villain on, your villain on with me, then I'm going to slap you around. Yeah. So that uh, there's a, there's more back and forth. Uh, you know, we have the absorbing man. Uh, we have Doc Ock. Uh, I have no idea who that other guy is. That's uh, uh, part of the wrecking the wrecking crew. Uh, pile driver. Oh, okay. The whole wrecking the whole wrecking the whole wrecking crew made the uh, made the trip. Wow. Um, Doom, uh, 
Doom is uh, Doom is having none of it. Uh, he blasts these fools and uh, gets in a pod to to, to fly away. Uh, he flies away, but Kang is watching him, and Kang is conveniently by a huge alien laser cannon. Um, and you know what's great about this is that. Kang calls him out, and he says, so Doom thinks he's free and safe, free to join other foes, perhaps? Not while Kang lives. And do you think Kang dropped about, dropped about himself in third person because Dr. Doom talks about him, himself in third person? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, Kang has always sort of uh, been, been that type of dude as well to sort of uh, speak in the third person. Um, I like the fact that... Uh, uh, Kang tells us this gun is produced by alien science, yet operating it is simplicity itself to one such as I. So, like you know, he he he, you know, this this technology is alien, but you know, he's got no he's got no doubts that he's going to be able to to fire this cannon off and uh, give Doomy uh give Doomy a present here. None of these guys are lacking for any confidence here. I'll tell you that. Listen, this is the, you know, if, if you make it the battle world chosen by the beyonder, you have the confidence. Feel, you're feeling good about yourself. All right. So uh, we see, we see, uh, we see that doom does get blasted. Um, our heroes still sort of bickering, um, but they, they see that. Um, and they decide, uh, they decide to go check it out. Um, in this last panel on this page, uh, the heroes are, uh, the heroes are, uh, on their way. Um, I like this panel, um, here because there is a lot of explaining on this panel. Uh, Charles is talking to Storm and Storm is basically telling us how she's able to, uh, to uh, help the the superheroes who can't fly, um, Spider Man is just riding the Hulk, who I have to assume is doing one of the, like the Hulk jumps uh, to to cover the distance. Poor Ben Grimm is being uh, being pulled along and humiliated. He's he he doesn't even get the ride on the rock structure with the you know Cap and Hawkeye. Um, he's he's got to be pulled along. He's 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 being humiliated. Um, what do you think about that right there, Joe, as we, as we're getting close to the end? It's, uh, it's a good shot again. I think, uh, anytime they have all the heroes, uh, together, it's always a well done piece of, piece of artwork. And then, um, just, uh, however, it's, it's a very common theme, I think in comics when, when they, when non-flyers have to be flown and how that, how that comes about. Um, and I think uh, you probably are well aware of this, phenomenon as a comic expert but whenever that happens what happens kind of common it's, it's always somewhat comical yeah i just saw that it looks like colossus is giving wolverine the fastball special to uh to to move him <laughs> along but i have no idea how colossus got airborne um but he's 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 flinging his buddy uh logan with the fastball special so i think if you i think they're all flying but then storm is also creating a wind to help, to help uh, the, the riding storms wind um, as part of the, uh, the convoy 
of flyers. So I think the, the Wolverine and, and uh, Cyclops, Nightcrawler, that whole crew has just been kind of flown by, by Storm. Yeah, and uh, not to be nitpicky, not that we've 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 called out uh, problems with this issue, but uh, I think like Captain Marvel could probably move these these guys a lot easier with her sort of uh, cosmic forces and, and and stuff like that. But maybe maybe she wanted to let Rogue. Uh, I'm not sorry, not Rogue. Uh, make uh, Storm feel like she was part of the team and helping out. Fair enough. Fair enough. Plus, right. I mean. Classes as metal, you know. Wolverine. How much does Wolverine weigh? He has, you know, with his with his bones. He's about a ton, right? Give or take. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, it's it's got to be easy to move Nightcrawler along, but you know, guys like Colossus and and, and Wolverine, they're 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 pretty solid dudes. Uh, nobody is carrying Chuck's wheelchair there, so when they land. <laughs> Chuck is uh, <laughs> Chuck's gonna have to uh, fend, for him, fend for himself. Uh, they they do land and they they find Doom, who is a little uh, is a little worse for wear after uh, being shot down a little, by a little groggy. Yeah, shot down by by Kang. Uh, he he blast uh, he blast our heroes. Our heroes have a little bit of they're still arguing. They're still bickering with each other. Um, but, uh, you know, Wolverine threatens to, uh, carve, uh, Johnny Storm into brisket here with his claws, but, uh, you know, Iron Man is, is sees, sees something coming along and tells everybody to, to get ready. We're under attack and we see that the, uh, the, the villains here have decided to, to, to make their move. And this is, this is how issue one ends. cliffhanger joe it's next issue first blood it's a cliffhanger so that was uh that was those were some of the prologues and uh issue one of secret wars um let's uh let's wrap this up but uh uh what uh what what thoughts do you have as as we got to the last page here i imagine a 10 year old me was probably pretty pumped right you had the you had all the main heroes all in the same in the same place, getting ready to do basically a, um, a, a battle royal with, with um, some, of the, some of the top villains. So I, I imagine that this you know, would be pretty jazzed. Um, you know, overall, like a huge setup issue. Not yeah. too much action besides the, the internal fighting between the, between the villains. But, um, you know, I feel as if, uh, I think it was well done overall. I think they kind of, did a good job explaining as to the situation, who the characters are, kind of set the tone right away, right? Galactus goes after Beyonder, that comes back. Doom is kind of, uh, you know, a little bit of a, little bit of a lone wolf. That comes back. Magneto's out. The X-Men aren't really seeing eye to eye totally with the heroes. That comes back. So I think there's some good old-fashioned foreshadowing as well. Yeah, and I think one thing that's interesting here is is that uh, they did have the 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 ability to not give us the 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 big bad in issue one. They're still they're still leading us along with this with this Beyonder. Um, 
we're, we're you know, he, he speaks to us. Some of the baddies try to take off, but uh, we, we still, you know, nine and 10 year old Matt and Joe still haven't seen, seen the Beyonder. So we have to go, we have to go back next month to find the spinner rack to, uh, to, to, to get it, wondering if we're going to, we're going to get the Beyonder. Sure. Sure. It's a good way to, Um, uh, to keep us, keep us coming back. All right. So, uh, well, let's, I'm sorry, you were going to say something. I was going to say, well, spent 75 cents back in, back in, uh, 1984. Yeah. Were you, uh, were you upset that you had to spend, uh, more money on for, for more pages instead of the, uh, the 60 cents or the 50 cents that a uh, regular issue would have been. I do remember going to vector comics in Bayonne 43rd street and my mom, because I was pretty good about me being into comics because I, you know, I was reading and everything else. But I remember one time her during my weekly visit, we went every Friday night, her being like, I think you have to cut down on some of your comics. <laughs> uh, you know, whenever there was a crossover issue or, you know, you know, the X-Men, the X-Men are hanging out with Thor this month. And well, this gets continued in Thor, you know, old Marvel's tricks. They got you to buy new books. Um, I, I remember that, that statement as, as, as the price of comics went up. Yeah. They, they, uh, they, they, they continue to go up. Well, that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, that was, uh, some of the, uh, the setup in the, 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 the first issue of secret Wars. So we'll come back. Uh, what do you say on the next one? We do, we think, uh, two and three, maybe two or three. I know there's some things we wanted to discuss, talk about maybe some of the villains that, uh, didn't make the cut. Right. Um, maybe talk a little bit more about some of the heroes, talk about, um, 1980s culture. So I think there's lots of good stuff we can touch on going yeah. forward as well. Yeah, I agree. Well, Joe, that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, revisiting, uh, 1984, um, and, uh, some, some, some topical references to, to Dizzy Gillespie and, and stuff like that. So <laughs> nine and 10 year olds would have been really excited for that. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair awesome. Enough. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. Um, I know that the uh, everybody is thrilled to to hear about a, a comic from from 1984. So after you finish this podcast, if you can give us a rating and review on whatever podcasting service you use, we really appreciate it. If you want to follow the podcast, we are on Twitter at Construct Compod. We're on Instagram, Constructed Comics Pod. Facebook and YouTube constructed comics and we'll be back with another episode very soon. I'd like to thank everybody for listening and be safe.